is here. Pish posh. <laughs> That's what she thought to say? Yes. Pish posh. Pish posh. <laughs> Blightly. B- Blightly? I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> I'm just, the queen said it, not me. Blightly. It's a word now. Oh, wow. Hello, my lovely podcast host. How are you doing? Hello, I am fabulous. Well, hello there. Is that what I'm supposed to say? No, 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 no. It's just oh. what pops into my head. <laughs> the so, way you did it with your head, I felt like you were prompting me prompting to say it like say that. It, say it like that. Let's hear your British <laughs> say queen it my voice. way. Yes. Let's hear it. Well, hello there. Oh, hello. I feel like you sound more like Lady Elaine Fairchild from <laughs> Mr. Rogers. <laughs> did she have drunk nose? Yeah. Did she, right? She did. Or was she just sunburned? I mean, it's really for us to figure out, I think. Is that why she was so cranky? <gasps> oh. She was perpetually hung over. Wow, you just blew my mind with that. Wow. <laughs> hmm. You're welcome. Anyway, Winona Ryder. Yeah, we all love Winona. <laughs> Winona. Winona. Winona forever. Yes. Winona Ryder is definitely one of the most standout female artists of the 90s. Yes. In my mind, in my world. Not only her work of art, you know, her catalog, her catalog, (laughs) (laughs) not only her catalog, but her fashion, her hair, her relationships. I mean, not just the 90s, but the 90s was when I really started getting into Winona. You know, she had her debut in the 80s. She was an it girl in the 90s. Definitely an it girl. She's the person that like I first saw short hair on and I was like, she's so cool. Yeah. You know, maybe not the first person I ever saw short hair on, but the first <laughs> for person I saw it and I thought. She's cool. She's cool. I wish I could pull that off, you know. And then, I mean, Carrie Russell's like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably a little more brave. Uh, it was very uh, brave. Being a person who was known for your hair. Yes. That was a big post. Th- was this it? Last week, I shared the scene. Ah, uh, Yes. Where she said she was going to the hair cutting place. She didn't say salon. She said, I'm going to the hair cutting place. Who calls it that? Carrie Russell. Felicity Felicity does. Porter. <laughs> Felicity's writers call it that. J.J. <laughs> Abrams? J.J. Abrams calls it that, I guess. I don't know that he was the writer. But anyway. Anytime I hear his name, I get angry. Sorry. We have to finish Felicity so that you can witness some real early J.J. Abrams in action. Is he on the show? I mean, he created the show. Oh, I gotcha. I'm just His saying, creation. I'm just saying that Felicity is a, you know, quote unquote normal show. Yeah. We're almost done with season one. So okay. I'm really excited because that's like an upcoming episode that we'll be able to do. Right. But I don't want you to be done at season one. And I don't want you to be done when she cuts her hair. Okay. Okay. Because there are still seasons beyond that. Because stuff happens later on that is so J.J. Abrams. It is so, it, it just, I don't even want to say like jumps the shark. It just is not, it like makes the show not what you think it is. Right. Is what I'll say. It's an absolute lead in to Lost is what I hear you saying. I mean, could be. Is she the smoke monster? (laughs) (laughs) Is that the answer? That's the ultimate crossover. (laughs) 
going to say some weird shit happens in the last season of Felicity. She is Snoke. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Winona. Yes, we are here to do our top five Winona Ryder movies. Yes. Who's going to go first with HMs? I will. I will. I'll do it. My first HM from 2009, Star Trek. She plays Amanda Grayson, who is Spock's mother. Oh. Yes. His human mother. Does she have short hair? Uh, no. I imagine her with short hair so you can see her ears. No, she's- Does she have ears? She's Like yeah, the pointy she, ears? No, she's a human. Oh. Because Spock is half human, half- Oh, see. I was uh, hoping she had the pointy shoot, ears. Shoot, half what? Vulcan, sorry. Okay. Almost lost my cool card. Uh, you're gore, you're not <laughs> oh, cool It's a cool card. card. It's a cool card. <laughs> So sorry to all the Trekkies out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's one thing you will not indulge me with is any kind of Star Trekkiness. No, I will never go there with you on that. No, you won't. It's so funny, though, because I almost quoted, you know how in Love Actually? Yes. When Hugh Grant says- Live long and prosper? No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) When when Hugh Grant says, would we call her chubby? Because the lady calls- yeah. The secretary chubby. It just made me want to say, would we call that cool? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's Listen what, to you. That's what popped into my head. Listen, Look, you are going to alienate a lot of our I am audience. so sorry. Let me, let me just like, I will take that back and I will counter it with telling you that our upcoming Patreon episode is going to be me gushing about NSYNC for who knows how long. Yes. So I give up a cool card there as well. To some people, to many people, probably. Fully pulled that cool card at that point. (laughs) So you with your Star Trek, me with my boy bands. Good thing we love each other. That's right. All right. What's your first HM? That was aggressive. (laughs) My first HM is Lucas from 1986. This is Winona Ryder's debut performance. Or uh, what would we say? Her debut movie. Her debut when she debuted. Uh, a lot of debuting going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she played Rena, Lucas's friend, who had a crush on him. And I was like, I watched the trailer to refresh my memory. This is a movie that I used to rent from Blockbuster a lot. Is it about this like kind of E.T. alien that comes to Earth and hijinks ensue? No. Oh, okay. Were you thinking it was like Mac and me or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that you would know I was talking about Mac and me because I could see that, you know, that Conan O'Brien bit. I think that they did. Or is it Conan or Jimmy Fallon? I don't know. Where they would constantly, whenever Paul Rudd oh. would come on Conan O'Brien, they would be like, and here's Paul Rudd's next movie. And it would always be the Mac and yeah. me <laughs> clip of him going down the, the hill. Anyways, sorry. sorry. That's hilarious. But good job knowing Mac and me. Thank you. Thank you. Card. Replaced. <laughs> I actually just ran across Mac and Me when I was looking up lists of awesomely bad 80s movies. Yes. And that oh. was definitely number one. Was it? Yes. Oh, okay. By the way, I don't know when this episode that we're recording is coming out, but yeah. I'm about to put out on our Instagram the question to our audience. What are your favorite awesomely bad 80s movies? Yeah. Non-horror version, right. non-horror edition. Uh, because, you know, we did the episode in, around Halloween where we did the horror movies. Now we're going to do, you know, just regular movies that are awesomely bad. So bad they're good. 
Yeah. So send us your your faves and maybe that will be one of the ones we'll cover. We're going to basically just tally them all up and see which ones had the most votes and pick five from those. Yeah. Well, five or, uh, mentions and then some HMs. Yeah, we may have some that we throw in because honestly, there were like three on the list that are some of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> like what? Oh, wait, wait, save it. We should save, save it. it. Yeah, save it. I'll tell you one because okay. we've already covered it. So we won't be covering it on this. Teen Witch. Teen Witch was on Awesomely Bad. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can kind of see it too, but it's still like my favorite 80s movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I stand by that. I cannot wait for that episode. I'm very excited. I know. It's going to be fun. So Lucas, back to Lucas. Yes. Corey Haim, a very young Corey Haim, also has Carrie Green from Goonies. Oh, yeah. And Charlie Sheen. Wow. It has a lot of people, but it's very much like um, you're rooting for him. Like he's kind of the nerdy kid. You're rooting for him to make it and to like get the girl. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saw this movie. I, I mean, and also in my mind, I used to think it was called Locusts. Locusts. It does okay. involve locusts. And then later there was a movie called The Locusts that starred Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Not the same though. Oh. But I remember when I saw that, I was like, Oh, what, wasn't there a movie I used to rent when I was a kid called Locus <laughs> that had Corey Haim, you know, and, then, and Winona Ryder. And then, it, yeah. And I, well, I forgot Winona was in this, yeah. but once I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that had to be mentioned because I definitely rented that like probably once a month. Once a month. For quite a while when I was probably like 11 to 14 or something. Were you getting free rentals at this point? Oh, yeah. So maybe it was some of it was like pre-Blockbuster. It was like Video Park when Video my sister Park. worked there. Sister mm-hmm. with the hookup. Sometimes I remember like big stacks yeah. of videos. That is that so cool. She would bring home on, for the weekend. Right. It was the best. I was limited to two. So I could do two movies. Oh, because you're... Your my stepmom, stepmom worked at our version of Video Park. I uh-huh. don't remember what it was called, but I could get two movies and two video games. For free. But like, yeah, like the owner of the store would be like, oh, yeah, you can't take that video game because everybody's renting it. Yeah, you you couldn't get like the the hot topics. Right. But that's how I used to watch. Like, honestly, that's how I got a lot of my 80s movies in because my sister would be like, here, this is good. Watch this. Yeah. And even though I was like way too young to be watching certain things. Yes. That's how I got all the, you know, John Hughes movies and all of that. A good thing to do with your sister an 80s movie night that your sister picks the movies of her favorites. And we could cover them. Okay. I would be done with that. I mean, some of them we've probably already covered. Yeah, we'd have to curate the list. All right. Back on track. <laughs> My next HM, the recently watched for me from 1989, Heather's, where she plays Veronica. And I'm not going to go too deeply into this for various reasons, but... I enjoyed her performance. <laughs> very good. Very good. My next HM is Girl Interrupted. She played Susanna. Have you seen this movie? I don't know. <gasps> we need to watch it. It's It has a great cast. You have Angelina Jolie, mm. Brittany Murphy. May she rest in peace. A lot of great people. Jared Leto's in it. Yeah. But it's just, I, you know, I mean, it's complicated and it's also dark, but it's a great movie. So we should definitely watch it again. I feel like I've probably seen it, but it'd be worth another watch for me. Mm -hmm. I just recently watched the scene where they all go to get ice cream and she's like hiding from like the wife of the professor that she had slept with, whatever. It's like this whole thing. But all of the girls, 
that are there. A Whoopi Goldberg is in it. Uh, they're all there, like on a little day trip from the psych ward, and they all start just acting like doing the stereotypical stuff just to freak that lady out. Yeah, and it's like a way to like back up Winona, yeah. Winona's character. Ooh, that sounds familiar. I just love it. All right, number five on my list from 1990, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> She plays Kim. This is one I saw in the theater, and it blew my mind. Yeah. This probably would have been the third Tim Burton movie from Beetlejuice, Batman, Batman, and then (laughs) Edward Scissorhands. But boy, was I not expecting this movie. But it was incredible, and she was amazing in it. I just watched the scene where she walks out and he's making it snow. Yeah. And she's just looking up and it's snowing. All It's just such a magical scene. It gives me chills just thinking about it. And then when she was wanting him to hold her. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It'd be a good one to go and watch. That would be a good one for us to cover at Christmas. Yes. Good call. Mm-hmm. Okay. My number five, you already mentioned it, but 1989, Heather's. When I was just. portrayal of Veronica, it's so gripping, like just right away. I mean, at first you're just kind of fascinated by these other girls who are all named Heather and you're like, well, what is happening right now? And, you know, you've got like Kay Sarah, Sarah playing in the background and yeah. stuff and they're playing croquet and then all of a sudden, boink, she gets hit in the head <laughs> and she's our narrator mm-hmm. and she's not a Heather, you know, and she is who we see this movie through and she was badass. She's great. She was. Obviously made some poor choices. Yes. She was easily tricked. Yes. Very easily manipulated. And I also love the fact that Winona loved this character so much and always wanted to get a sequel, you know, still hasn't done it. But I I just love the fact that she's not running away from this role just because it's something everyone else loves. Sure. You know? Yeah. You know, she like honors it it. and celebrates it and- Yeah, so that definitely had to be on my list. And if you haven't listened to our episode about Heathers, you should go check it out. Check it out. Number four from 2006, The Trippy, A Scanner Darkly. Where she plays Donna Hawthorne. She's not the star of this movie, but this movie, whew, it's something I need to go back and rewatch because I went and watched the trailer and then some clips and I was like, I have to rewatch this movie. Like I'd kind of forgotten about it. Keanu Reeves is the main star, but I mean, it's got Robert Downey Jr. It's got Winona Ryder, obviously. Wow, I've never seen it. It's a really good cast, but it's like they take real actors and cell shade them and put them into like an animated form, mm-hmm. but it's with their actual performance and it is something else. But hmm. uh, she was really good in it as Donna. All right. Okay. Number four on my list, Little Women. She played Joe March. This came out in 94. This movie, I mean, the cast was so 90s. Right. You had Claire Danes and Kirsten Dunst and Samantha Mathis. 
you know, Susan Sarandon. It was so good. It came out at Christmas time. Oh, Christian Bale. Mm. But I always love the character of Joe and Winona executed it perfectly. It's a timeless story that I feel like gets retold. Yes. But this this is like a very faithful telling of this story. I'll admit I haven't seen the the more recent one. Yeah. I kind of rejected it a little bit. Did you? Just because I was just like, oh, I, I remember going to see Little Women in the theater. Yeah. You know, and like it just felt so cozy and it's so sad, but, but also so great. I don't know. I just, but I do love the story. So I probably should give the other one a chance, but that's it. Number three from 2002, she played Babe Bennett, Mr. Deeds. This is, of course, a Adam Sandler movie, mm-hmm. and she plays this reporter who kind of tricks him to get the story and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But she plays a good character. It's a pretty funny movie. I remember that scene with his, he's got this foot that has fallen victim to frostbite, and he allows his butler to bash it with a fire poker. Anyways, it's well, a great movie, and she's funny in it. <laughs> and so is Adam Sandler. <laughs> I love that that's what you remember. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does sound memorable. Yeah. I feel like I saw it, but I don't know if I really remember it because I don't remember that. I saw it in the theater. Well, that doesn't surprise me. You're a big Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. Okay. Number three on my list. She plays the character of Finn in How to Make an American Quilt. This movie came out in 1995. It has such a huge cast. I mean, when you have Maya Angelou and Alfre Woodard, Ellen Bernstein, Anne Bancroft, Gene Simmons, Lois Smith, again, Samantha Mathis, Dermot Mulroney, Kate Capshaw, Claire Danes, Jared Leto. I mean, you've got Angela Chase and Jordan Catalano in this movie. And the lead singer of Kiss. Uh, that's a different Gene, Gene Simmons. It's oh, a different, different Gene Simmons. So if I was making a list of the top five most boring movie titles of all time, this might be number one. Is it not a boring movie? <laughs> not to me. I've it's never not. seen it. No, like she's going to visit her grandmother and it's this group of women. I know it sounds boring, right? They come together. They're making this quilt. But you find out all of their background stories. Okay. Some of them intertwine. Some of them don't. But it's like stories of them when they were younger. I mean, I watched the trailer the other day to refresh my memory and I, I cried watching the trailer. You cried. Yes. Were they in a treehouse when they did this? No. Oh. Oh, that's a different one. You're thinking of now and then. Now and then. <laughs> <laughs> that's similar, except these ladies are even older. Are they really? Yes. I feel like maybe I have seen this movie. It's really great. It's really heartwarming. Do they have uh, traveling pants in this one? No. <laughs> oh, and I think you're thinking of actually Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, which has, has a few of these cast members in it as well. You've now named- A few of these actors, I should say. We've now named my top three most boring movie titles <gasps> of all time. No, you liked Now and Then. We covered it. How to Make an American Quilt, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and Now and Then. <laughs> no, Divine Secrets of the Yaya oh, yes. Sisterhood. Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. You liked Now and Then. I did. You're right. And I can say that because we watched it and covered it. If we covered any of these, I guarantee you, you'd be singing a different tune. Would I be? 
Yeah, Challenge are. accepted. Oh. I will make my most boring movie title list. We will watch those and see how I come out the other end. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> Number two on my list. I saw this in the theater and was blown away. Bram Stoker's Dracula. In 1992, she plays Elisabetta, or Mina Murray. I had never really noticed how attractive Winona Ryder was before this movie. Oh, it's but it I did all in this the, one. All the corsets and bustiers. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my style. <laughs> but the movie overall was actually good as well, outside of that. Well done, Winona. <laughs> well done, Brom. <laughs> Bram. Bram. Bram Stokers. <laughs> It's Bram Stoker's Dracula. 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 Bram Stoker's Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number two on my list, one that I really hope to cover soon, Reality Bites. She plays Lelena Pierce. This movie came out when I was, you know, 14, 15, and I just remember feeling like she was the coolest person on the planet. Does this have Janine Garofalo in it, too? Yes. Uh, It's got the- Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, and they're in like a quickie mart. Oh, that, yes. Eating a hot dog or something. Yes. That's the scene where they're singing My Sharona. Yes. One of my favorite movie Mm. scenes of all time. All right. And she's filming a documentary, but it's like a reality show, basically is what it feels like. I just, this is what I thought, like, as a middle teenager. Yeah. Is that what you would say? Like, sure. 14, 15? Yeah. What I thought being an adult was going to be like. Really? This movie? Yes. They had just graduated college. Okay. And I mean, it's not like it was glamorous. Like, they were struggling financially and whatnot, and in every aspect, like, relationship-wise and all of that, friendship-wise. Did this movie show them working at all? Uh, yeah. Did it? Okay. Because I feel like that's like the disconnect when portraying life after college. Janine Garofalo's character works at The Gap. She works at The Gap. Okay. Well, that's a faithful recreation then. Which is funny because she's such like a kind of an alternative type girl. Yeah. She's working at this place that's super preppy. Right. But then like there's a part where Lelena is kind of dissing the fact that she works at The Gap. That's why they kind of get in a fight. Yeah. But she doesn't have a She like loses her job or something or doesn't have it. I don't know. She's. She's trying to get a job and her friend offers her like, oh, well, you know, we're hiring. Right. She kind of disses it. I think what the movies kind of do now, they rely too much on these quote unquote jobs where you don't really have to do anything. And, you you know, you're kind of free to go about your way as like an architect or a writer. Yes. It's like those are the two main job types. Right. That's why I loved the fact that like she worked at The Gap. It was such a normal job. Yeah. You know. And also telling of like so many people say like, you know, oh, great. I graduated college and here I am working at The Gap because I can't find a job (laughs) in my field. You know, that kind of thing. From what I hear, like that's the reality now, too. It's like super difficult to graduate college and then get a job in the field that you want. Right. You know, it's been a long time for me, so I don't know the reality of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that's frustrating because college has only gotten more and more expensive through the years. Like. 
I thought it was really expensive when I did it and mm. I'm still paying for it. Right. You know, and it's probably three times that amount now, if not wow. more. That's wild. It is. All right. Number one on my list. And, and, and on mine. We had a tie. We did. So let's try to do it at the same time. On three. Wait, are we going to go one, two, three, go? Or one, two, three, go? One, two, three, go. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. Of course it's number one on my list, and of course it's number one on your list. That's right. Lydia Dietz. I myself am strange and unusual. What a movie this was. Visually, I mean, just the story is unguessable. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> it's very unique. It is. I mean, and uh, an amazing cast. Michael Keaton, Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin. I mean, uh, freaking Catherine O'Hara. Yes. It goes on and on. Tim Burton at the wheel. The sets, the costumes, the dialogue, like that dinner scene. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the music, the score. Yes. It's so great. It we is. covered it. It's one that we covered, and I'm sad that we covered it because I want to cover it again. <laughs> now, listen. So I watched this YouTube channel where somebody covers like top 10 of, you know, whatever movies, right? Mm -hmm. But I will see him go back and do his second pass on some of the movies that he's done. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe we could give this one a second pass. You know, that's ideal because it's like so many times we've put out a podcast about something and then like I swear the next week I'll hear something about that same thing and I'm like yeah. oh why didn't we mention that you we know? could have like an episode where we do like what did we miss and if there's not enough for like an entire episode we mm -hmm. could group a couple we could movies. do a couple yeah. yeah that's a good idea yeah but anyways Beetlejuice 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 it's showtime it's showtime what a movie and Lydia came in with her little goth self yes. and also just polar opposite of her family. Mm -hmm. And I loved how intrigued she was. Like she wasn't scared of Barbara and Adam. She wasn't scared of there being ghosts. She wanted to befriend them. Right. And she was just so welcoming. And it kind of hurt her too because she was welcoming of Beetlejuice. Well, will we say she was welcoming of Beetlejuice? In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, she was like, well, I'm getting confused because the cartoon is a little different because they're, <laughs> they're like really good friends in the cartoon. They're best friends. But I mean, most of Beetlejuice, she is trying to get rid of him. Yeah. It's kind of like for a second she's intrigued and yep. then it's like, no, this is not good. But either way, I would follow Lydia Dietz anywhere. Like I would watch anything she was in because she's just such a great character. And I've also always wanted to be her for Halloween. The red dress? The red dress and just the all black with the camera and the big hat and the mm, bangs. The yeah. Lydia Dietz bangs. So. Maybe this year? I'm here for it. Are you going to be Beetlejuice? I will be Beetlejuice or. The shrunken head guy? The shrunken head guy. <laughs> I've also always wanted to be Barbara and Adam as Ooh, like a that would couple's be costume. But what about like their? But I want the authentic masks. Yes, the big like the big long yes. face. I would like to go to a Halloween party where for part of the night we're normal Barbara and Adam. Yeah, where you know I just have my curly hair and you have 
glasses and then all of a sudden we change into our big masks. That would be a lot of fun. But I bet those masks would be so unwieldy. Oh. They'd be so difficult to get around. And how do you drink? Uh, you'd have to put a straw underneath. In your, in your neck? Yes. Like in a your trach. Neck. <laughs> trach tube. <laughs> anyway, all hail Winona Ryder. Why no forever? Thank you, Winona, for all the performances throughout the years. And also Stranger Things. And also Stranger Things. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.